Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm your host, at Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raftery. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Joey G. As a reminder, make sure you're following the Back and Forth Podcast on social media. Instagram is at Back and Forth Podcast. Twitter is at Back and Forth Pod. And you can subscribe to the Back and Forth Podcast wherever you get your audio podcasts. And Joey, we've got a little bit of breaking news before we get to our NFL preview of the episode. Um, this is involving the NFL, so kind of, you know, related to how it worked out that way. NFL heavy now. Yeah. We, basketball now we're football heavy. We, we flipped a switch for sure. Um, but it did come out yesterday that Baker Mayfield is going to be a Carolina Panther now. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting time to be a Panthers fan. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I'll say this, it's better than what you had. Like, it's not yeah, it great, but... Two, they got two former... Uh, was Sam Darnold number one pick? Uh, he was two. They got two former top three picks on their team, Yeah, he was two, I believe. He was in the same draft class as Baker. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing I'll give the Browns credit for is they at least traded him for something. Um, they only got a fifth round pick out of it. Most teams will just waive these guys. So I give the Browns a little props for just taking what they can get from him. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, uh, not a great return from a guy who was taken first overall. And, you know, whether what you want to say, you know, whatever you want to say about Baker Mayfield, um, but he did give the Browns life. They were seven and eight. And one in year one, they went to the playoffs in year three. I mean, they were much better every sing, every season he was there. I mean, the Browns were pretty much a laughing stock uh, before he got there. And like, you know, they had there was at one you know time that where the Browns were considered Super Bowl contenders. Um, so Baker Mayfield did a pretty decent job, I think, in um, in Cleveland. You know, he wasn't the greatest quarterback, but I mean, he won them football games, and that's something they have not been able to achieve. So, yeah, getting only a fifth-round pick from him isn't the best return, but at least clearly that's the most they were going to get. So, I mean, I, I give them props for just taking what they can get instead of just releasing them. Um, as for the Panthers, we'll see how this works out for them. I, this is definitely better than Darnold, um, but we'll see how the little Bayfield and uh, – or, excuse me, Bayfield – Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, duo works out. And they still got DJ Moore there down in Carolina as well. So they got a little, you know, a solid – I don't know about a big three, but a, a – a great two and a decent one yeah. <laughs> on their team. So um, we'll see how this works out for them. I mean, I don't think it's a bad move for both sides. I mean, Cleveland, they're obviously going to roll with Deshaun Watson, it seems like. So, which, you know, if me and Matt have our own individual thoughts about him, but you you put all that aside, and if he's going to be playing football games this season, I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer who you're going to pick in terms of talent between those two, Deshaun Watson and, and Baker Mayfield. Um, but... Uh, yeah, at least you get something from him if you're Cleveland. And then uh, for Carolina, I mean, you uh, obviously can't draft a quarterback right now, so you might as well try out Baker Mayfield and see how that works and then reevaluate in next year's draft. So I don't I don't think it was a bad move for both sides here. But you know, we won't spend too much time on this. We'll dive into it a lot more once we get into our Panthers preview down the line. But Baker Mayfield a, is a Carolina Panther, so that'll take some time getting used to at the start of next season. But not a bad move for both sides. And uh, – you know, it could be a uh, a big payout potentially for the Carolina Panthers if he can, you know, play as he as he was advertised coming into the NFL, or he just gets a rhythm going. Maybe DJ Moore is the uh, DJ Moore is a great receiver. Maybe DJ Moore kind of gets him into the swing of things, and you have Robbie Anderson as well there. So, 
you have a great running back to help take the pressure off you and Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, they, they, they've, they've got a solid group there. Yeah, and I mean, look, I think a couple things. I think Cleveland knows a lot more now about Deshaun Watson than I think even the general public does. Yeah. Um, when you dump off Baker Mayfield for a fifth-round pick, I'm not going to point blank say that he's going to play. I think Cleveland probably thinks he's playing this year. Like, right. otherwise, I don't see why you get rid of Baker Mayfield for such a low asking price. My guess is Deshaun, and I don't think the NFL has came out yet with an official um, consequence or discipline on Deshaun. They, they've recommended he's suspended in less, a ye- less than a year. So my, so my guess is that pretty much means half the season. Uh, what I got Six from games? what I got from that was the NFL is not going to do shit. Right. Excuse my, excuse me. The NFL is not going to do anything, and it's they're going to be like Cleveland. If you want to suspend them, suspend them. But we recommend it's less than a year. Right. I don't think the NFL is going to do anything, and they're going to be like, well. We're going to put all the heat on Cleveland here to do something about it. I'm going to take a look at some. I I think it would it might make sense to suspend them through the bye week, but it's, it would only work really if their bye week is in somewhere in the middle of the year. Uh, let me see. Cleveland's bye week. Uh, their bye is, I think, kind of early. Well, maybe not that early. Because they play Thursday the 22nd of September, and then they don't play again until... October 2nd. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see if there's That's like... It's not a, a bye week. Then it's just no. Thursday I didn't, yeah, it felt like it wasn't necessarily long enough. I don't yeah. think he's going to... I think if I think if he's going to get suspended, the Browns are going to do it, and it's going to be less than four games. Yeah. Because the NFL is going to be like, we're going le- to leave this up to the Browns. If they want to make it, if they want to make a suspension, it's completely up to them. And then, so that way they can get all the heat taken off for it. And then Cleveland's gonna, you know, give them a little slap on the wrist, and that's exactly what's gonna happen. The, my first thought was six games, if not half of the season. Um, if the Browns are in charge of the suspension, it's not gonna be. More, they're not gonna do more than four. I can promise you, it's not gonna be more than four games. Yeah, especially with how much they're paying Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like they're gonna want him to play. Um, even more reason that I think the NFL should be in charge of the suspension. Um, but again, maybe that's even a worse idea because knowing the NFL's uh, disciplinary history, it's not great. But um, in any case, I do think that they've gotten word that Deshaun is going to likely be pretty available for them this off or this upcoming season. Um, especially when you're dealing a guy like Baker Mayfield, who was a franchise quarterback for you at a certain point, um, you're dealing him away for a fifth round pick. And then when you look at it from the Panthers' side, it's not going to be life-changing or earth-shattering by any stretch. It might add a few more wins onto the schedule for the Panthers, but, I mean, are, does it make them playoff contenders? Mm, maybe. It probably puts them on the bubble. Um, before, I wouldn't have put the Panthers in the conversation. Now they might stick around in the hunt in, in the bubble area. Well, their division isn't too hot right now. You got, what, the Falcons? Falcons aren't that good. Saints? Saints aren't that good. Who else is there? We're missing a team. Tampa Bay. Oh, so you really have to contend with Tampa. In some divisions, yeah, it, it depends how competitive their division is this year. Because I mean, second place that could get you into the playoffs, but I would say, it, like, if you're in the NFC East, you're not first. You're not going. You're not going anywhere. Well, so. I mean, it's the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's they, one of those. It's like, okay, we have to take somebody from the NFC East. Yeah. So let's go. I guess it's Dallas this year. So they technically really just have to be better 
in my eyes, they just got to be better than Philly, New York, and Washington, which is not very hard. It's not that hard. I mean, Philly will be the most challenging out of them all. Philly might, eh, maybe. Um, but Philly also had a really easy schedule last year. They did. They, they didn't beat anyone with a winning record. I don't well, think. especially. Um, I like Jalen Hurts, but like, it's really not his fault. Like they had an easy schedule. Like I don't. We'll, we'll see how they play with a more challenging schedule this year. Yeah, um, Philly. I mean, especially their back half of their schedule last year. Um, you know, I think it was probably somewhere in the week eight, week nine area. Yeah. Um, I started saying like. Yeah, and this is when Philly wasn't great. I was like, Philly's going to end up making the playoffs. Just watch. And it was actually because um, Sal Palantonio had tipped me off to it. You know, he had put out a post on Instagram. like, look at the Eagles' back half of their schedule. And it was like the Jacksonville, Texans, um, all, Det- the e- Detroit. all the easy teams were lined up on the back half of the schedule for the Eagles. So I'm like, yeah, they're going to win like eight of their last nine and probably find their way in the playoffs somehow. But the, the thing with the Eagles, not to get too much into them, is they have to run the ball. Yeah. Like they have they like Sanders and they they gotta get their running game involved because that was one of their issues when they lost so many games is because they were putting too much pressure on Jalen Hurts to throw the ball and get it out to a rookie wide receiver. Like they, they, they gotta run the ball a little bit and, and take pressure off of Hurts and then, you know, let him get back into the passing game. He's got a good, you know, young receiver in Smith and he's got a solid tight end. So um yeah, they just gotta help take the pressure off of him a little bit and Philly, Philly will be tough to compete with this year, I feel like. I mean, they, like I said, they had an easy schedule this year, but you're going to have a little bit of momentum, obviously, coming off a bit of a, uh, a playoff appearance the following season. They got mm-hmm. good young players. so. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be your competition pretty much. You know, the playoff semis is going to be Philly, which is doable. It's not an impossible task. Like, it's pretty much impossible asking them to be better than the, the Buccaneers unless Brady gets hurt. So um, they, they can compete with with Philly. Yeah. And I could see the Panthers being somewhere around 500, you know, eight or nine, nine and eight, give or take, you know, that's, that's about right for the Panthers. And, you know, I think that's a fairly decent improvement from last year. So, I mean, like I said, you're getting a little bit better with Baker Mayfield and you're in the hunt for the playoffs. Like you're on that kind of cutoff line. You might be one of the last few in, but you know, it's better than like four and 12 or whatever they were been going. Well, a team that definitely is not going to be on no, the they, bubble because they, they will be, they might, they be. may, they may have, they may clinch halfway through the season. Yeah. The Los Angeles chart. Do we have a, the Los Angeles chargers? Do we have a super team in the NFL? Right, let's listen to this. Just a few key guys here. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, okay. Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Derwin James, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Joey Bosa, they have an extremely stacked. Oh, and Chase Daniel, the legendary backup quarterback. Um, but they have a very and Austin Eckler, beginning Austin Eckler. They have a very stacked roster. Um, this I, I had the Raiders going twelve and four, thirteen and four yesterday. Thirteen and four, yeah. Thirteen and four. We'll we'll, we'll see what I get, get in here with the Chargers, but uh, LA, LA, LA probably. They, 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 I think they win this division. I may have to switch one with the Raiders. We'll see when I go through their schedule. But this team is too talented to take second, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Raiders the Raiders are capable of going. This will be interesting well, let's when go, I get in their schedule. Lastly, let's go through their schedule. Yeah, let's go through their schedule, and then I'll talk more about the team. So they open at home against the Raiders week one. I had them winning that. I had the Raiders losing that one, so 1-0. Yep. Uh, on the road to the Chiefs. One and one. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City is still a, a tough place to yeah. play. Um, and it's warm weather, so Mahomes is going to be able to throw. Per, yeah. One and one. 
Well, it's cold weather that affected Chargers more because they're not going to be able to play in colder weather. But either way, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jaguars at home. Ooh, that's a tough one. Two and one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're one and two. Um, <laughs> two yeah, two and one. Uh, Texans on the road. Three and one. Yep. Browns at home. Four and one. Four and one even if, let's just say, even if Deshaun's playing. Yeah, four and one. Okay. That's I, I don't disagree with that. It could be it very well could be Deshaun's first game. Like we I'm depending it was on, on the road maybe a little bit because that Cleveland it rains a lot there and it could get a little. Oh no, my bad. It's Cleveland on the road. Ooh, um, yeah, I still go. I'll go with the Chargers. I'll, I'll stick with my bet. Yeah, my bad. Or my I, pick. I read Chargers. that wrong. Uh, Chargers are at Cleveland, so I'll go with the Chargers. Yeah. Um. So four and one. Yeah, I think I think four. We have them both at four and one right now. Yeah. Uh, Broncos at home. Five, five and one. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks at home, six and one. Yep. Falcons on the road, seven and one. Yeah. Forty ers on the road. On Sunday night football, eight and one. Ooh, I'm gonna go seven and two. I'm gonna go eight and one. I don't think I don't. If Trey Lance is the QB this year, he's gonna have his little his, his rookie uh, struggles. Trey Lance is gonna be a, a great quarterback in the future, I think, but. Uh, even if Garoppolo's QB, I think they're capable of winning this football game. Like, if, if your argument's going to be the the Niners have a great defense, yeah, so do the Chargers. It'll be a low-scoring game. The Chargers have a great defense, and they're going to be going up against, A, Jimmy Garoppolo, which, I mean, come on. Like, everyone likes Garoppolo, but you're going to have Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa rushing him, and he's going to throw the ball, and he's going to have J.C. Jackson and Derwin James waiting for him in the secondary. Yeah. Or he's going to have, you know, a rookie, uh, rookie quarterback being – Rushed by Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack with, again, those two guys in the secondary. So I like the Chargers here either way. All right. Our first disagreement. Seven and two for me, eight and one for Joey. Uh, they welcome back the Chiefs at home. Nine and one. I agree. I think they split with the Chiefs. Um, I, I gave them Kansas City, or in Kansas City, I gave that to the Chiefs. I'll give this one to the Chargers. So nine and one, eight and two. Uh, Cardinals on the road. Ten and one. I'm gonna go eight and three. Eight and three. I'm going eight and three. Um, Raiders at Raiders in Las Vegas. Ten and two. Go eight and four. Uh, Dolphins at home. Eleven and two. Yep. Titans at home. Twelve and two. Yep. Uh, Colts on the road. Twelve and three. You have them losing this game, right? I'm yeah. losing to the Colts. Yep, me too. Uh, Rams at home. They're gonna they're gonna lose either the Ram, the Colts or Rams. They'll win one of them. They'll lose one of them. So thirteen and three. I think they lose both. Um, and then I go. They finish with the Broncos on the road. Thirteen and four, because I think everything will be pretty much solidified there for them. And Denver's gonna like they're gonna steal one there. So thirteen and four. I have both the Raiders and Chargers at thirteen and four. But my thing is, I think the Chargers have a better divisional record than the Raiders. In my predictions. Who do the Raiders lose to then in the division? I had them losing to L.A. L.A.? You had them splitting with L.A. Oh, no, the Raiders would have a better... I don't know. Because I, I had them losing to L.A. and Kansas City once. And then had the it was Chargers... Two. Oh, yeah, the, the Raiders would have a better divisional record, I guess. Raiders could win the division. The Raiders could. I don't know. This will be this will be an interesting season, but I, I, I like them both around that 13-4. and four. Raiders could easily drop to 12-5 and five in the Chargers... Not shock me if they go fourteen and three, but 
those those two teams are close. But I, like, I mean, we'll see because we got to remember this this Chargers team is stacked. But we got to remember who's behind that uh, the headset there mm-hmm. um, and that coach. I, he had a lot of he showed a lot of promise, I think. But there was also a lot of stupid decisions he made uh, last season. Not even, you know, or uh, a lot of people focus on what happened in the Raiders game with the timeout, but there there are plenty more than that. So. Um, We'll we'll see what kind of decisions he makes this year to take his team out of games, or if he's learned from it. So that's that's one thing you also have to take into factor as well. But um, I think the Chargers and Raiders are are going to be the two top dogs in this division, rather than um, the the Chiefs and Chargers, or what people may think. It's going to be the Raiders and Chargers. So you have them thirteen and four. I think I have them at ten and seven. Ten, yeah, ten and seven. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's a roster that is capable of ten and seven. Um, I partially put them at 10 and 7. I think they could be better, but I do have to account for their head coach. Like, there could be games that he takes points off the board for his team, like he did last year. You know, if you listen to, you know, the Raider preview uh, the other day, we kind of talked about this a little bit, that, like, you know, he he had a primetime game at home against Kansas City where he was outplaying Kansas City. Like, the Chargers were clearly outplaying the Chiefs. If you were even a somewhat normal, competent head coach, you should have won normal. that game. Like, Why can't you just be normal? Because, like, I mean, it was just like, okay, you're going up against Kansas City. You're playing a really t- good game. Like, you're outgaining them. It's not a good night for Kansas City. I mean, they, they struggled pretty much the entire first half and through parts of the second half. All you have to do is just, you know... Take your medicine where you need to. Yeah. Um, and going for it on fourth and like fourth and three on multiple occasions and not getting it, um, it is some, especially when you're in like, field goal range against the Chiefs defense as well too. Like, yeah, which is you know improved throughout the years. And I mean, again, you're playing, you know, one of the I believe at the time the the reigning uh, Super Bowl champion in Kansas City Chiefs. Like, that's a team that you just look at and you go, we're going to take our points where we can get them. Yeah. Even if it's field goals, we're taking points. You know, that's why I think a lot of the better teams in the league, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, they all understand that. They all understand when to take points and when to be aggressive. Um, right. You know, that that's one of the, the more um, higher characteristics of those coaches is they understand the situation. Uh, Brandon Staley, quite frankly, through multiple instances last year, didn't realize the situation. Like, the Chargers would be the perfect team. Like, they, if they were smart, they would hire an assistant coach that would be strictly game management. Like, that's all that a coach does during the game is look at where the team is as far as situational is concerned. You know, we, we're approaching the two-minute warning. We have X amount of timeouts. Here's where the ball is at. Um you know, we can get this aggressive or we can get that aggressive, you know, um, because I, I think Br- Brandon Staley strikes me as the guy that tries to be the smartest guy in the room. And sometimes you just need to keep it simple, stupid. And by trying to get creative and go with the analytical people, I mean, it cost Brandon Staley a, a few games that quite frankly, the Chargers should have won because they were outplaying their opponent. Um, you know, I, I, I think, the, as you mentioned, the most uh, recent example and the probably the most prime example that sticks out to a lot of people is the Raiders game, the last game of the regular season. You know, you have a perfect opportunity to make the playoffs 
and go against the Bengals, which is a very winnable game because that's what people, I think, forget. Had the Raiders and the Chargers both made the playoffs, it would have sent the Raiders to Kansas City. It would have bumped the Steelers out, and then the Chargers would have ended up drawing the Bengals, which I think the Chargers could have beat the Bengals. Like, the Chargers were playing well enough at that time. They could have probably beat the Bengals, and who knows what happens after that. But because Brandon Staley wanted to be the smartest guy in the arena and maybe was a little ego-driven, he was like, no, I want to win this game outright. He wasn't in a position to do so. Like, he, he's, his team was on defense, at that point, when you're getting to the two-minute warning, I think it was in regulation, too. I don't believe the – did the game go to overtime? The Raiders and – Oh, no, it did. Yeah, it did go to overtime. Oh, it did. That's right, because of the tie possibility. That's right. So it's two minutes to go in overtime. You don't have the ball. So the, at this point, unless you get a turnover of some sort, your best hope is to finish in a tie because it still gets you into the playoffs and you go to Cincinnati the following week, a game that's very winnable for you. Um, and if anything, you send the Raiders to a tougher uh, first-round opponent in the Chiefs. Like, that's the other thing. Like, if you really wanted to screw the Raiders, don't try and win the game. Send them to Kansas City. Like, they were going to get annihilated by the Chiefs. Um, you know, that that's would have been my thing. It's like, okay, we both make the playoffs. We get the easier of the first-round matchups. But because, like, for some reason, Brandon Staley doesn't believe in ending in a tie – like, especially when the Raiders are, like, hinting to you that they are okay with a tie. like. And also, it's for the sake of your job, like, he's lucky that he didn't he didn't get fired as well for that because you got to remember, you know, that's going on your resume. Um, so you at least want to have that, like, you took an NFL team to the playoffs on your resume, like, with just, a chance to maybe win. Tie. And you might win that first game in the playoffs. Like, it's against the Bengals, which is a very winnable game for the Chargers. Yeah. It's not like... The Bengals played everyone close. Like, they, they could have, as many as the... Give the Bengals credit, but that all three of those games they won on the AFC side, they could have arguably lost every single one of them. The Raiders lost by a touchdown, and again, that last possession, they were inside the 10-yard line, and if Derek Carr wasn't throwing the football at his players' helmets, uh, I mean, they maybe would have won that game. Um, or to the Winfield Club. Or to the, yeah, or to the, well, that was in Cincinnati. <laughs> or to the, you know, um, uh, Tanner in row three there, or throwing yeah. the football to him. So, um, and then you look at the, uh, the bank, or not the Bengals, the, uh, the Bengals and Titans game, um, yeah. they they won by a field goal there, and the same thing with the the Chiefs game, they came back down three possessions, two possessions mm-hmm. to win that game. So like they they arguably could have lost every single one of those games. Like Cincinnati wasn't blowing the doors off teams, and I'm not trying to like put an asterisk on their championship because they they had a hell of a playoff run. And they deserved to honestly win the Super Bowl in my eyes, but as they won every single one of those games, they could have easily dropped every single one of them. So yeah. Chargers and Bengals, that's a winnable game for the Chargers, and you have to look at it and you have to take the tie uh, from that standpoint and just let the clock run out. And I'm not sure I'm not sure what the logic was behind that timeout because, like, even if he, you know, was still going for the – like, what they're, they're, they're running the – like, what, what the fuck was the logic well, the other th- behind the timeout? Because, like, they're obviously hinting, like Matt says, they won a tie, so let the clock run out. Like, you're not going to – you're not going to get a stop here and you're going to get the ball back with like one second left, like inside your own 10. Like, what are you going to, what are you going to cook up there? Yeah. It, it, it's to, <laughs> to end in a tie still. Yeah. Like, like you you're know. not going to, you're not going to get a, like how, how, I don't think you understand how rarely that happens. You're not going to get some 94 yard or whatever miracle play. Like there was just no, like I'm, I'm having a, a hard time trying to even find a logical explanation for it because like it just didn't make any sense. So 
it was a bad decision, but also like as much crap as we give him, he's had a lot of ups through his career and like he's made, you know, some good decisions as a coach. It's just that what he has to be more consistent. And he has a very good young team and he took that young team last season to a nine and eight record and almost took him to arguably ten and seven or nine, seven and one and got him into the playoffs in year two, which is pretty impressive. But he also makes stupid decisions down the stretch that take his teams out of a game. So he just has to get better there in crunch time as a coach and um, everything else will fall into place. Like he has a really talented team. And like Matt said, a fourth grader can coach this team to a, 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 a playoff appearance and he should be able to do that. Like you have all the pieces here. If you cannot take the, if this team stays healthy and you cannot get him into the playoffs, his job is obviously on the line. I don't think that's much of a debate here. So we'll see what happens with him. But, um, I really like this Chargers team this year, and I, I feel like he'll learn a little bit from his mistakes. I think he's shown a lot of uh, promise as a head coach, but he's just got to stop with those 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 decisions down the stretch there, especially the, the Raiders one, which is the most notable one he made. Yeah, and I, again, like I said, if Brandon Staley can improve and he can learn, this is a very good team. Yeah. But that's a, a big reason I'm putting him at 10-7 and 7 because I don't know if he's learned yet. Like, I don't know if he's taken that step forward. To where, like, I have to take in a few games where it's like, yeah, he he might cost his team a chance to win this game. You know, if it's a iffy game, maybe the Chargers don't win because of situation. And um, I'll say this, the like I said, the Andy Reeds, the Mike Tomlins, the Bill Belichicks of the league, they're all very good at managing the game. They understand situations. They understand, you know, the times to be aggressive and the times to, you know, take field goals when you're in range and take points. Right. Um, if Brandon Staley can improve and can get closer to that, like Joey said, and quite frankly, I've said, this is a very good team. And it's a very interesting team for the division. But, you know, I mean, uh, of the head coaching matchups, I think the Josh McDaniels and Brandon Staley one might be the most entertaining because both have a lot of things to prove, I think, this year. You know, Josh McDaniels, people are still giving him a lot of crap because of that stint in Denver. And then he, he went to get... Um, you know, rectified, if you will, with the Patriots and now is, you know, back as a head coach. And as we mentioned, like Brandon Staley is trying to prove that like he he's improved from last season, like he's a more capable and competent head coach. So the, the fact that we're talking about the Raiders and the Chargers, one of these teams likely winning the division. I mean, one of these head coaches is probably going to look pretty good at the end of the year. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people need a, a lot of people trying to prove things this year in that division. Yeah. Um, you got, Brandon Staley kind of trying to go on a re redeem himself here, a little bit of a re redemption tour. Uh, Russell Wilson trying to prove that he can lead this Broncos team to the playoffs. Uh, again, Josh McDaniels and, and Derek Carr also trying to make a statement, and Mahomes trying to prove that he doesn't need Tyreek Hill. So going to be a very interesting year in that division. We've got one more team left in that division, and we move on to the next one. But uh, um, that wraps up our third NFL preview, along with, a uh, Baker Mayfield cameo because he got traded. So There you go. You got a little bit of extra from us today. Got a little bit of extra. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the Back and Forth podcast. Probably the most entertaining division to watch this year. It's going to be the AFC West. I'm excited for it. Uh, can't wait to get to football season. As a reminder, make sure you're following Back and Forth on social media. The Twitter is at Back Forth Pod. Instagram is at Back Forth Podcast. And, of course, you can find the Back and Forth Podcast wherever you get your audio podcast, Apple, Spotify, and many more. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. And from Joey and I, we will talk to you guys later on next week. 